My name is Christy Duff, and I have a passion for the Word of God. I've seen the way that a daily dose of the one-year Bible has changed my life, and I know that it can change, affect, and impact every day we live. Well, hello, beautiful friends, and I'm praying that this podcast finds you basking in the love and the grace and the fullness of the glory of Jesus who loves us and desires us more perfectly than anyone else ever could. And this week, I've been thinking a lot about discipleship. You know, in the one-year Bible, we're in Matthew, and we finished up Genesis, and we started Exodus, and you've got the life of Joseph wrapped up, and you've got the life of Moses just beginning. And then in Matthew, Jesus says these words, that really grab a hold of the entire emphasis of the Christian life and discipleship. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 16, starting in verse 24, if anyone wishes to be a follower of mine, he must leave self behind. He must take up his cross, then come with me. Whoever cares for his own safety is lost. But if a man will let himself be lost for my sake, he will find his true self. What will a man gain by winning the whole world at the cost of his true self? Or what can he give that will buy that self back? For the Son of Man is to come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he will give each man the due reward for what he has done. And I've been thinking a lot about the way that the world defines Christianity and honestly the way that some Christians and Christian leaders define Christianity. And the message of Jesus was never a name it, claim it, health and wealth message. And I think for some of that, for some of us, we're left thinking, oh, well, praise God for that because I don't have health and I don't really have wealth and I've named it, but I haven't really claimed it. And it can leave us thinking that something is wrong with us. And yet that's never been the true message of Christianity. It can be the message of people who want your tithe money, or it can be the message of people who want a life of wealth and prosperity and who are looking for position and favor from man. But when we read the word of God, we see that time and time again, God left his servants empty so that he could fill them. The message of Jesus is one of trading all the position and possessions that the world wants to give us in order to have the fullness of the glory of Christ, of the presence of Christ. The true message of Jesus is a message of loss. It's a message of lack so that all that we need could be found in him. I think we see this as we wrapped up the life of Joseph this week. And, you know, he lost so much. 
and yet was willing to choose to trust in Christ, was willing not to be bitter against his brothers, was willing not to bear a grudge. And multiple times we see him tell his brothers what you meant for evil, God used for good. But Joseph didn't see that for many years in his life. He suffered prison. He suffered wrongful judgment. He suffered a lack in his life, a lack of family, a lack of possession, a lack of position, all the while that God was developing his man. And we see that in the life of Moses as well. I, I just love the start of Moses's life. And, you know, I think that God had placed in him a desire, a longing, a calling to be the deliverer of his people from the nation of Egypt. And yet we see Moses, you know, just running in and he sees an Egyptian fighting against a Hebrew. And so he kills the Egyptian and then he sees two Hebrews fighting against each other. And so he comes in and tries to break up their argument. And I don't know if Moses had really thought through what he thought that calling looked like. Did he think he was going to kill one Egyptian at a time until the entire nation was gone? Or did he think he was going to break up one fight at a time? until all the Hebrews learn to love each other. And yet then we see him have to run into the wilderness. And for 40 years, he's there and he feels a lack. He feels a loss. He lost all that was familiar. He lost all of his possessions. He lost his position. And yet you know that when God was ready, when God's presence shows up in the burning bush and calls Moses, Moses is a completely different person. Because the thing is, is that the positions and the possessions of the world often fill us with a pride that has no place in the calling of God. And so God, through this burning bush, calls Moses to be the deliverer that Moses felt like he was supposed to be in the first place. And yet you know that by the time that God calls Moses, he feels like he can't anymore. He feels like he has nothing to offer. He has no position. He has no possessions. He has no more pride left in him. And God to that, to the man who is willing to leave all to follow God, he says, perfect, perfect. Now I can use you because no longer do you think that you have everything that you need in and of yourself to be useful, to be a vessel, to be at the disposal of God because we have disposed of all that we called great so that now we can be filled with all that God knows is great. It's that traded life. It's that exchanged life. It's that life that says, I don't have anything. I'm not looking to fulfill my own dreams, my own plans, my own will, my own ways. It's the life that is exchanged and emptied so that we can be filled with all that God has. And Moses, to the presence of God in this burning bush, he says, who should I tell them that has sent me? And God, you know this, God says to Moses, tell them I am that I am 
has sent you. And I don't know if you're reading the one-year Bible, but if you are, I hope that you have found Tyndale's little one-year Bible companion. And I will post a picture of this on my Instagram and on my Facebook, which my Instagram is Mrs. Jason Duff, because he's just the cutest ever. And my Facebook is just Christy Duff, not the cutest ever. Maybe I should change that too. <laughs> but I'll post a picture of this Tyndale um, Bible companion on there. And it's just wonderful. It has a, a little page written for every single day and just a little paragraph for some of the sections. And they're so good at how they go through this because some of it is just answering questions that they think that you might have. Other parts of it are just devotional thoughts that they think would be helpful. But I love it. I love to read it. They have a little synopsis about each new book that we start in the Bible and who the author is and what the setting is and it's just a really great little resource to have or you know if you're going through the one-year bible and you're discipling someone it's a great resource to give to someone who's newer to the bible as well because it just kind of explains some of those difficult parts but i love it just to be refreshed and to hear what someone else says and for january 26th in the one-year bible companion the author there asked the question and said, why would the children of Israel want to know God's name? And he says in there that the Egyptians had many gods by many different names. Moses wanted to know God's name so that the Hebrew people would know exactly who had sent him to them. God called himself I Am, a name describing his eternal power and unchangeable character. Jehovah or Yahweh is the I Am. God was reminding Moses of his covenant promise to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. When Moses later used this name with the elders, he was invoking national pride in a promise given to the patriarchs almost 500 years before. And then he has some verse references in there that you can look up as well. But I love that, just to be reminded of these tiny little moments that really give the, the emphasis and the background of the verses that we're reading. Moses says to God in Exodus, who should I say sent me? And he says, tell them I am that I am. And that phrase there, it means the becoming one. And I love it. You, you guys know this. I'm sure that Jesus revealed who the I am is through the seven I am statements that are found in the Gospels. And in John 6.35, he says, I am the bread of life. He says in John 8, I am the light of the world. He says in John 10, I am the door of the sheep. He says also in John 10, I am the good shepherd. He says in John 11, I am the resurrection and the life. He says in John 14, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And then he also says in John 15 that I am the true vine. And we find these I am statements and maybe what had been a thousand year lack in the understanding of the nation of Israel and all who followed the great I am. And again, God comes to his people in the lack. 
in the time that they will choose to give up their lives, in the time that they choose to give up their dreams, give up their soul to God, give up their vision, their plans, their desires, their possession, and the time that they choose to take up their cross and follow after Jesus, that's where we truly find every possession in his presence that we've ever longed for. And I was trying to find who said this, and I couldn't say it, and I couldn't even find exactly how it was written, so I'm so sorry if you know who said it, and I completely botch it, but I remember hearing when I was in Bible college ages ago <laughs> that the presence of God, that the I am's are found in the lack of all that we think that we should physically possess and what I wrote down goes something like this, that I never would have known Jesus to be the bread of life unless I was hungry. I never would have known Jesus to be the light of the world unless I felt the darkness that the rest of the world offered. I never would have known Jesus to be the door unless I felt left out, locked out, and abandoned. I never would have known Jesus to be the good shepherd unless I had felt led astray and led in the wrong ways by worldly and earthly leaders. I never would have known Jesus to be the resurrection and the life unless I had felt the sting of death and loss. I never would have known Jesus to be the way, the truth, and the life unless I had felt lost, lied to, and dead and forsaken. I never would have known Jesus to be the true vine unless I felt the disconnection of every other earthly relationship. And precious ones, as we end today, I just want to remind us all that that everything that we're looking for is not found in the positions and the possessions and the pride of this life and this world. That everything we're chasing for is found in giving up all that we think we need, all that we think we want, all that we think we desire, and to be found in the true possession of the presence of God, the great I am, the becoming one, the one that becomes all that we need, all that we're looking for, and all that we ever could desire. And so I pray that this next week finds us chasing not what the world tells us to chase, but chasing the presence of Jesus alone that burning bush like Moses who found God when he turned aside to see what that presence was. I pray that we would stop chasing the world and that we would instead turn aside to find the presence of God who can satisfy us alone. Thanks for listening and tuning in to the Growing in the Sun podcast. Don't miss out, subscribe, and I'll see you here next time. Let your words burn deep in my heart